0: CPR my name is Rex and my name is Josh this is quite possibly the latest a, an episode of CPR will be recorded mm-hmm. or we'll do a record and do mm-hmm. it even later next time
1: yeah it's it's almost 9 30 so
0: this is we're basically a late night comedy talk show at this point right yes um, um our jokes will not be any edgy, edgier we will be just as family friendly as always All unlike right, most late night shows uh, Ugh, putting, also, giving us a bad name unlike most
1: late uh, late night shows. We will actually be funny, right, Rex? Uh, <laughs> ha, 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 ha. See, I'm I'm already starting us off on a good foot. We'll be just as funny as Jimmy Fallon. All ha, right. Ha. So if you have any questions about Jimmy Fallon or any uh, comedy <laughs> unrelated subject, make sure you send them in to Rex and Josh CPR at gmail.com or
0: or you can send it to at Rex and Josh CPR on social media.
1: We have a lot of peer questions to get to, so we're really excited to um take a look at those later on um also um coming up so i had a kind of an interesting situation happen at a some place yes at a some place uh-huh and uh has to do with masks it's is it was um it's really something that you'll want to hear and i did some research and we'll have um our thoughts on masks coming uh right up also um you ever you remember this uh, song goes oh from the halls of montezuma the this- um shores of tripoli i so, did vaguely but mm-hmm. so uh we'll tell you the origin story of where that comes from and actually relates to religious freedom it's it's really wow. cool coming up interesting and then the unmentionable bigfoot is coming oh i just mentioned it oops um oh, no is is you name he who shall not be named josh yep uh but can we find him can we manage to break uh the mystery of bigfoot Rex, do you think we can? No, I think he will forever remain a mystery. oh man. All right, well, that's all coming up. First, Rex is going to relay the late night activities of today and yesterday and the day before and so on.
0: Well, I, I don't have a lot of late night activities to relay. Mostly uh, sleeping or editing the podcast mm. have been my late night activities, but uh, I... Have been doing a lot of working this week, and they've actually been uh, letting some people go at uh, my at my job. But luckily, I was not one of those people. It's been mostly full time people, and in fact, um, I've been upgraded from a seasonal worker to a permanent part time worker. So Ooh. CPR will continue to receive funding, and uh, it that shall not go anywhere. So. You guys are in luck because I am a successful human now. hmm Well, they they just recognized um, Rex's
1: incredible talent. Yes. And they knew he was indispensable and they could not get rid of him because they would just go. Because I wouldn't up leave, otherwise. I would just sleep there. Oh,
0: that's That's how you make yourself indispensable is by living uh, at the place where you work. Oh, okay. Just find a comfy spot in the corner. Cardboard boxes, surprisingly comfortable. Oh, I Just should stack try that a lot sometime. of them. Yeah, even if you get a couple TVs stacked on top of each other, as long as you're careful. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Um, For me, so I uh, went with my friends.
1: um, So we were going to have a game night at our local Panera. Now, under normal circumstances, I wouldn't mention company names, but I am in
0: this case. Um, Okay. Why would you do a game night at Panera instead of like... Not a restaurant. Well, it wasn't
1: a game night. We we're gonna eat, and then
0: we we're gonna like play
1: Uno or something afterwards. Oh, got it. Um, because like people say at Panera, like they do studying, they do mm-hmm. groups and stuff. So it's, it's we're not out of the ordinary. Yeah. And of course, uh, for all of our listeners, we were under the CDC guidelines of a number of people. Just just to throw <laughs> that out there, we weren't having our, our fifty people show up at this this That's Uno good. game night. Um, so. Uh, where was I? Oh, yes, Panera. So we go in, uh, we sit down at the table, we eat our food. Um, basically, all of us get a meal. Um, there uh, were about eight of us there. Um so we eat our food, and one of my friends we pull out some Uno cards, and we uh, we start playing Uno, right? Because mm-hmm. that's what you do at a game night. So, and then uh, a Panera employee uh, comes around, and he's like, "Hey, if you're not eating or drinking, make sure you have your mask on." And he, like I said, it in kind of a, a nice, authoritative way, he said it in a a mean, authoritative way. Oh, it was very mean. But anyway, so we're like. So, a couple of us put masks on. A couple of us were like, hey, I'm going to go get a refill, so I'll be actively drinking, right? Um, so, mm-hmm. the guy comes around. He's like, mask, mask, mask. So, at this point, we're like, okay, fine. Uh, put on our masks. Uh, one member of my group, um, she has kind of this medical condition where it's kind of um, similar to claustrophobia. Okay. Um where uh if she has a mask on it causes kind of a panic attack type thing okay and she has a doctor's note that she um carries with her that she can tell people that she uh, doesn't need the mask and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. um the guy uh points at her and he's like you you need your mask and she's like oh i have a doctor's note um and he's like i don't care Um, you need to put your mask on. And I, I speak up at this point. I'm like, oh, she has a a medical condition. He ignores me. Um, but he's like, you need to put your mask on or I'm calling the cops on you. Hmm. (laughs) So, and it got really escalated really fast. And then finally I'm like, okay, we're leaving. So, um, by the way, it's pouring rain out. Uh, it's storming and, uh, we have no place to go, but we have to leave. Um, Hmm. So we climb in the trunk of my car and we all pile in and we have a
0: blast in there. Cool. um, Playing uh, games and stuff. Josh has a tiny sedan. Um, So this was not like, oh, let's hang out in the back of my spacious SUV. Uh -uh. It was like, let's cram into the back of my 1990
1: something BMW. Oh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't the BMW. Oh, okay. (laughs) 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 <laughs> no uh that that would have been a little tight, yeah, um, but just I bit. just wanted to kind of focus in on this 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 part of the story of where she had the the medical um excuse, and the guy wouldn't
0: hear of it um, I mean, companies are still allowed to refuse service to people if they don't follow company policy. This is true. But I wanted uh, to um, kind of,
1: I, I did a little bit of research and let's, let's dive into this mask debate because it gets dive. really heated really fast, doesn't it, Yes, it, it does. Um, a little
0: too heated in my opinion.
1: Mm-hmm, especially if it's hot outside and you have to wear a mask while you're having this argument. Cause it's like start to faint. I will say
0: that's one of the nice things about the masks is like I often when I am going places, I just don't take it off in between stops because it keeps my face warm outside. Mm -hmm. It's a a very nice winter accessory. I think it is. It should. It's almost
1: like um, you could wear it while you're going skiing, call it a ski mask. (laughs) <laughs> um so i could rob a bank i took all ski mask <laughs> so we were in north carolina <laughs> um while at, at this panera and um uh governor cooper has issued a mask mandate um for uh people for basically everybody in uh businesses um but there are exceptions it turns out including people with medical conditions and uh children under 11 uh but people with medical conditions do have exceptions Mm -hmm. under uh the rule but so the sign on the at the panera uh it's according to uh um local mandates this panera requires masks So, if it's according to the local mandate, then it should be
0: following the mandate, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But... um, That may be improper signage as well, because I believe that Panera, like many other places, has a store-wide policy as well. Um, but I want to kind of focus in on, oh, there was a key
1: part of the story that I forgot to mention. This this mm. is really important. By the way, there were other people at lots of other tables not eating and not having masks, and he did not approach them. Hmm. Why? One of our members um, was wearing a Trump mask, and he did not like that. Hmm. So... Um, yeah uh he and there was also a panera employee who sat in the corner on his computer uh not wearing a mask um and the guy who came over he and was social distancing though yeah <laughs> uh but the guy who came over actually went over and talked to the guy without the mask and didn't tell him to talk to the employee without the mask and didn't even mention the mask thing yeah so i'm more concerned about the inconsistent um applying of the rules here because mm-hmm. if you have a a mask policy then apply it consistently and I'll feel a lot better instead of being targeted like this which and like the guy unfortunately he made uh, made my friend start crying which mm. was and he didn't care he was he was just yelling at her um and you could say oh there was the, the part of him just doing his job which I understand that but he kind of crossed the line when he threatened to call the police on us which was
0: so unnecessary, and he could, I mean... Yeah, I I would have understood if he'd said that if you guys had, like, refused to leave, but if he said, hey, if you guys don't wear your masks, you gotta leave, and left it there, then I I would have understood a little bit more, but the the inconsistency is definitely frustrating. I can feel that. Um, But I kind of wanted to, there's a lot of inconsistency
1: across the board when it comes to masks. Mm -hmm. And we've seen this Um, about a year ago this time. We were told by the um, beloved hailed um, medical experts, uh, such as Dr. Fauci and the like, that masks were, um, you didn't have to wear masks all the time, uh, blah, blah, blah. And that masks wouldn't really help. Mm. at this point and what why was he saying that because you're like well max why would he say masks don't help this because this was based on studies of influenza and other coronavirus like um, uh, uh, diseases that have been done in the past Mm. and it was shown that masks don't actually stop the spread of the disease it stops big droplets but like, just the, the small particles still get out. And there was uh, a bit of sciencey jargon that I found. Um, so, uh, uh, virons, that's, that's a fancy term. Uh, virons of the coronavirus are basically strands, um, are about, uh, so measurement is 100 nanometers, which is really small. So, that's yeah. one one-hundred-thousandth of the width of one of Rex's hairs, um, my hair specifically that's what they use for scientific measurement mm-hmm. um, and which is also one thirtieth the size of a surgical mask uh, filtration system so that's surgical masks that's not even cloth masks so 30 of the strands of the coronavirus can get through the filtration system in the same spot so this this is uh, this isn't stopping it and um, also, places that have mask mandates, if everybody wore a mask, then why do they still have high rates of the coronavirus? Because it we need to ask these questions. Why is it still spreading in places that do masks? Do these masks not actually help? And I'm not anti-mask necessarily. I mean, they're uncomfortable. Rex, what do you think about these, this mask subject?
0: Um, like I don't like wearing masks they make my nose itchy but i i don't care about wearing them like if they make people feel even if they don't do anything if they make people feel more comfortable i'm happy to make that sacrifice i don't it doesn't hurt me in any way do i think they should be forced upon everybody no i think it should be left up to people and common sense to do their own research but for i i work for a company that requires masks um and that, that's fine with me. I, I do it and I get paid and I do my job. And at the end of the day, I get to go home and take off my mask and it, it doesn't bother me. So as much as people like to make a big deal out of either wearing or not wearing a mask, I think that it really more of a, an issue is seems to be made by people that don't like wearing masks than people that are fine with the masks. I think that There's a lot of people that are afraid of their rights being infringed upon, which I can understand. But even when it's a company policy, we get a lot of people um, refusing to wear them. And it's like, I I understand if you have a medical condition, especially like COPD, people that we get a lot of people with COPD. I'm wondering why people with COPD are going out when there's a, a respiratory virus on and not taking all of the steps that they can to protect themselves. Um, But to me, I don't see it as that big of an issue when you can wear a mask, whether it's actually helping people or if it's just like, hey, this gives them peace of mind. Like, I'm fine with that. So there's a lot of different takes you can have on it. Personally, I say wear a mask if you can. Do it not for yourself necessarily. Just do it because there are people there are people that are genuinely scared there was a lady that i was doing a a curbside pickup order for i was bringing it out to her and i was standing six feet away uh and we were both wearing masks and she rolled down her window and she said please step away further and so i did because that didn't that didn't affect my ability to do my job and it made her feel more comfortable. It w- it wasn't the the mask thing. It was she, she could smell you Rex. Oh, that's probably fair. <laughs> but it's like there are people out there that are genuinely scared of this virus and yeah. it's totally understandable because there are a lot of people that have died because of it. Um p- we know people personally, I believe, yep. both of us that have died because of this virus. And so there's a clear there, there is a clear risk because of it so if there's anything that i personally can do myself that i can put responsibility on myself to take that weight off of other people i am absolutely willing to do it and that's my thoughts on masks mm-hmm. um there's
1: so you said it doesn't hurt you and mm-hmm. it just it just uh gives other people
0: more comfort which i that's that's a pretty good, um, attitude to have. Maybe they, maybe they do something. Maybe they don't. To me, that's beside the point. Um, but there's
1: another aspect that people aren't really considering. Um, so the masks like, especially like the cloth ones I -hmm. have a cloth one that I I use the same one over and over again, which maybe isn't the best idea. Um, but people with masks, you know, it's, it's supposed Mm -hmm. to help you protect from touching your face are like twenty some more times, I think it's 23 more times likely to touch your face because you're oh, yeah, messing masked. with I it. I always scratch my nose because it gets really itchy uh-huh. under the mask. Which is really counterproductive. Mm-hmm. Also, um, masks, because they get moist, and the um, because of the moist, that's where... Uh, Uh, germs can manifest more Mm -hmm. and basically this is a uh, masks become a cesspool of germs which you're just breathing in constantly and constantly which can be kind of dangerous so i Mm -hmm. mean you have to kind of weigh all aspects of this also wash your masks if especially if you have cloth ones (laughs) that's a good idea maybe i should start doing that rex (laughs) (laughs) but um just a lot of aspects that uh, we don't really consider um one has to question kind of why are there these mask mandates it's under the guise of trying to stop the the virus right but then there are some thi- people say the masks don't work some people say the masks are the savior of the universe um here's my take on it so you know when the the lockdowns were um going on earlier last year mm-hmm. um they turned out to be unsustainable because people can't like The economy was crashing. People didn't have jobs. They couldn't get food if they didn't have money, uh, things like that. Um, So there was a lot of control there, but they had to uh, let up on the lockdowns because they were not sustainable. Um, But the mandates are another way, uh, I think, uh, to keep people in control because dissenters, people who question the mask thing, are kept out of the public script square. No, no, you can't come in here if you don't have a mask. People like that are kept out of uh society. Mm. And I think that's that's another aspect of uh control. I mean, you're called a science denier, you're a grandma killer, which is just completely ridiculous, but um I don't know. I think that that's an interesting way to think about it as well. Mm-hmm. Um do you have anything else to add to that? Nope. Or? All right. So I wanted to turn my attention our attention now to, um, Tripoli. Um, and so in the 1800s and actually the late 1700s and early 1800s, um, I'm getting my book out here just a second, sorry. Um, there's, um, uh, you know, we always think of pirates and we At least me personally. I never. Always. uh, We never think of anything else. mm -hmm. I always think
0: of pirates, especially when I see Rex. I just go, argh. I have uh, on a couple occasions dressed up as a pirate. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I look quite dashing and uh, intimidating and piratey. I want to see Rex in a pirate costume one one time. Did I not send you a picture? I thought I did. Oh, I think I saw that
1: but um I I at least personally have problem placing pirates in history where were they 1600s, 1700s when were they uh, but there there were uh, there were a group of pirates um they were um, uh, called the Barbary pirates um so they were attacking uh, ships um, off the uh, uh, coast in the 17 uh, late 1700s so this is like 1790 um, George Washington was president and he had to start pl- uh, paying, uh, um, what's, what's the word, uh, not ransom, uh, tribute, they had to pay tribute, uh, <laughs> I had to think about that, sorry. Um, uh, they, uh, so George Washington had to pay tribute and it irked him to his core. He was furious, but he didn't have a Navy cause you know, the, the, uh, the country he didn't have had, a Naval, uh, no Navy, oh, okay. like Navy blue. But minus the blue, mm. so they, he didn't have a navy at this point because the country had just founded. So that's why he he pushed for Congress to establish the navy. John Adams, uh, after him, uh, really um, built up the navy, and when it got to Ch- Thomas Jefferson, he was like. I'm going to get these pirates. So he sends in his Navy to go and uh, take out these pirates. And he does because he's, he's fed up with uh, having to pay ransom because they were killing sailors, enslaving others. These are American sailors. Uh, taking the cargo, uh, things like that. Um, and uh, later on, so they um, signed the Treaty of Tripoli. And so um, let me, I wanted to read a part of it because this is used um, against uh, religious freedom. And a lot of times, it's, it it reads as follows: As the government of the United States of America is not in any sense founded on the Christian religion, as it has in itself no character of enmity against the laws, religion, or tranquility of Muslim, or Muslims, um, and as the said states, um, America, have never entered into any war or act of hostility against any uh muslim nation is declared by the parties blah 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 basically saying uh we should have peace um but i wanted to add to this um so you're Uh, a lot of advocates saying that uh america is uh, has never been founded on christian values they point to this and this is basically the only thing that Mm. they can find um that is enshrined in a governmental uh contract or law or decree or anything like that um and they say look here it is spelled out in black and white that america is not in uh, any sense founded on the christian religion and you look at this and you kind of scratch your head and you're like huh well i guess that 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 does it huh um but you have to as in everything you have to look at the context so what are they referring to here In as the christian religion they're referring to european christians in um the the um Tradition of uh, the,
0: Anglicanism.
1: Yeah. And in and the tradition of the Crusades, oh, where yeah. they
0: would come and try to free uh, Jerusalem from Muslim control. Mm-hmm. And so- I would like to pause on um, the use of musclemen uh, because <laughs> I, I, I just like to think that they thought all Muslims were bodybuilders. And I think that's Ugh. great. Um, if you are a Muslim bodybuilder that listens to our podcast, thank you for all that you do have done for america yeah just by building your muscles yep um (laughs) i'm sure we have lots of muslim bodybuilders that listen to cpr Well, you listen to cpr don't you rex is a bodybuilder right rex huh you guys know it. i am the the best muslim bodybuilder uh, in the world (laughs) but um
1: according to the the tradition of the crusades which is um, it, where they would attack Muslims, they found Muslims, they would kill them sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they were, Muslims and European nations were at war a lot of, um, uh, the 1500s, seventeen hundred. Uh, uh wait times like that. Uh, Rex, you're distracting we're me. We're time traveling, sorry. Uh, there's <laughs> my time travel noise, courtesy of Josh Incorporated. Yeah. Um, are we going to have to pay a licensing fee to use that? Yep. Uh, now you have to pay me in order to host the co- podcast. Is that how that works?
0: <laughs> no, it's not. Okay.
1: Oh, <laughs> man. Uh, but it's it's you have to really look at the context when it comes to this. And when you put it into the context like that, then that fades away. And actually, there's a quote by one of the... Um, ambassadors that um let me find this i'm sorry uh one of the ambassadors who uh who signed the the treaty of tripoli i did not forget that i was representing a christian nation so there it is i mean he he, he he's one of the ambassadors in in this in this whole ordeal he was a jewish american um and i i think that's really cool that he said that um did you and um, there are a lot of other quotes that uh, point to this—the the Christian tradition in in the founding of the United States. Do you have anything to add
0: to this, Rex? Or... No, I think that's interesting.
1: Okay, um, you had some—you had a special surprise for us concerning Bigfoot, didn't you?
0: Yes. Well, um, as I often do, I I browse the interwebs and just life in general for interesting factoids and pieces of news and reporting and journalism. And this one comes from, uh, Josh's home state of Wyoming. What? Um, Wyoming. <laughs> no, uh, this comes from Oklahoma. And, uh, I really just love finding things that show the, I would say efficiency and maybe the thoughtfulness of the government because they really do like to plan for everything. Um, so uh, th- this is a uh, a plan proposed by Representative Justin Humphrey of Oklahoma. Justin um, Humphrey, it, do with this what you will. He's a Republican representative of Oklahoma. That's basically all there is in Oklahoma. I'm just saying. Yeah. So uh, if if you're looking for uh, just you you can use this however you will. Maybe maybe it will make you a more staunch Republican, or maybe it will make you a more hardcore Democrat, depending on your feelings on on this uh, this policy here. Enlighten us. <laughs> um, he has said that uh, he he would like to create a hunting season for Bigfoot. Oh, okay. Um,
1: I like where you're going with. This. I want
0: to be really clear. That we are not going to kill Bigfoot. That's uh, Justin Humphrey, this representative. Uh, he's responsible for like proposing the bill. Okay. Uh, he says we are going to trap alive Bigfoot. We are not promoting killing Bigfoot. We are promoting hunting Bigfoot. Is there a difference? Trying to find evidence of Bigfoot. Uh, apparently the difference is that they're not going to kill him. Okay. The, the bill does not specify that they're not going to kill him. I think he just said that. The, the text as, as he has said it, uh, the, the text that he proposed directs the Oklahoma Wildlife Conservation Commission to create rules, dates, licenses, and fees establishing a Bigfoot hunting season. Now there was a a typo in that so Bigfoot is spaced out so they are just hunting l- large feet at this <laughs> point um they haven't even they're they're not even talking about the cryptid but um th- this this bill would include a $25,000 bounty for somebody who manages to successfully trap Bigfoot wow interesting <laughs> Um, And as of publishing time, uh, Democrats
1: in the Oklahoma House have um, issued a bill that they want to create a
0: Bigfoot environmental group. Save the Bigfoot, they say. (laughs) But um, as the... uh, He he was working on the specifics with the Oklahoma Wildlife Conservation Commission, and uh, I will quote... The commission didn't seem interested. Huh. I wonder why. We use... This is their quote. We use science... I don't know why my voice kind of cracked there. We use science-driven research, and we don't recognize Bigfoot in the state of Oklahoma, Micah Holmes of the Oklahoma Department of Wildlife <laughs> <laughs> Conservation said, uh, adding that the bill would require them to create a new season and license for something that doesn't exist. Huh. <laughs> Humphrey said it would be great for tourism and outdoor recreation. (laughs) Having a license and a tag would give people a way to prove they participated in the hunt. Again, the overall goal is to get people to to our area to enjoy the natural beauty and have a great time. And wait 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 pause. Natural beauty. I lived in Oklahoma. Yeah, Josh, please interject with your all of your thoughts. That
1: is, that just doesn't exist. I'm sorry. Oklahoma half desert, half
0: blah. I wow. mean, that's that's Keep going, Rex. <laughs> and if they find Bigfoot while they're at it, well hey, that's just an even bigger prize. <laughs> an even bigger prize than visiting Oklahoma. <laughs> i don't know this this guy has some smarts
1: about him like a bigfoot hunting season um what what if they found like a yeti or something like that instead um in oklahoma yes in oklahoma um what if they found the wrong type of bigfoot maybe it's one of the close relatives uh
0: how does this work rex uh i i think that really it doesn't work um okay but they they did say that uh it, it would be legal provided that Bigfoot does exist and is not human. <laughs> <laughs> so those are the requirements for this bill to work out. I just thought this was a very interesting thing. Do you have any other insights being an Um. Yeah. I, I,
1: I just wonder if this bill is going to pass. Because um, if it passes, I'm moving back to Oklahoma so I can hunt me some Sasquatch. Um. 'Cause I think that would be really fun. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Sounds great. Any uh, anything else you'd like to add, Josh?
1: Um, in all my years of exploring Oklahoma, the only thing close to Bigfoot I have seen is my uncle. Wow. All right. So that's
0: that's about all is I it can add. Because of his large feet? Uh no, because of his hairy nature. I will say, um, because of that one typo, if you live in Oklahoma, and uh, your shoes are size 13 or above, I would keep an eye out uh, on Representative Humphrey because mm-hmm. uh, he, he may be coming for you. Or being hunted. <laughs> um, but, yeah,
1: that that's really interesting. Thanks for bringing that up, Rex. Um, we have some awesome peer questions that I'd like to get to. Peer questions. Uh, all right, so we have this question from Grace. She says, which bear is better, panda bears or... Or grizzly bears? Pandas, no question. There is a correct answer, she says. Easy. Pandas, Easiest decision say. I've ever had to make. Hmm, I have to actually think about this. Um, what, why do you have to think about I was about like it? Kung Fu Panda, but grizzlies, yeah, did, grizzlies they are they pretty never cool made a too. Kung Fu grizzly bear. Yeah, okay. I'm going with panda. Because
0: grizzlies can't do Kung Fu. Like, come on. they are Pandas are clearly the superior bear in all ways. All right. So we have this question
1: from Kyle. Kyle. So Kyle says... It's the apocalypse, and all government is destroyed. Well, sounds like where we are now. You are the leader of a vast amount of people. Sounds like that where sounds we are good. now. I like how how this is going. What would you do to bring back society and why? So this is basically Rex's dream
0: right here. Yeah, I, I like <laughs> no how Kyle government. is assuming that the government is what makes society. <laughs> Rex is like, <laughs> oh, no government. This is paradise. What are you talking
1: about? Um, what would you do to bring back society and why? He says, form new governments, create commune, become tribal, etc. Rex, why don't you take the first part of
0: this? I think that um, I would... Uh, Well, I've been re-listening to the Hunger Games books uh, on audiobook, and I think what we would do is we would uh, hide underground and live there until we can uh, come above ground again and reform as a new uh, group of peoples. New group of peoples. Or um, what other apocalyptic scenario could I I take and turn into a, a wonderful dream i don't know i think this would be very weird i would probably immediately transfer leadership to somebody more competent than me (laughs) i think that's what i would do if i were in this situation Hmm. selfless what do you think
1: josh (laughs) see that's where we differ i am power hungry huh just kidding Uh, but i i would be a great leader for all three of my peoples that would follow me Mm -hmm. um But yeah, it would be interesting. I would definitely establish myself as supreme leader of the world as quickly as possible and make Rex my second in command. Um, And I would pass leadership to somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would skip the living underground
0: part that Rex described Oh, because I don't like the dark. There's this um, place in England, I believe, that's like a a nuclear bunker that they have set up. Mm -hmm. And they have, like, provisions and everything underground, but they will take people on tours and they have to, like... Close this massive door behind you. So you're just going in with like you and 10 other people into this n- underground nuclear bunker. And it's mm. apparently kind of terrifying. We, I think we should go.
1: Yeah, we should go. Uh, if it, if you want to join Rex and myself in our escapades to the underground nuclear bunker in um, the UCK, make sure you send in a question to
0: Rex and Josh, CPR at gmail.com. Or- Best question gets to come on the tour with us. Yeah. And you can send them to the send the them the send the words to the place on the thing at rex and josh cpr on social media yeah um and by the way the worst question gets to pay for our trip so there's that yeah so like be prepared we have uh paypal and venmo and cash app or I do and I will transfer it to the CPR bank account. All right that we definitely
1: So have. we have we'll get to
0: one more question one more and then we'll have to save other questions for uh, next time And um, I would like to explore Kyle's question more in depth. maybe we can do an episode about apocalyptic theories and times that's an interesting maybe if we survive the rapture what we would do mm-hmm. so hopefully we won't be here after the rapture <laughs> rex is like if we survive the rapture but go into we the bad place if we were kirk cameron or more disappointingly Nicolas cage um what we would do rex you should uh, create another sequel
1: to the left behind series and star um, as yourself rex behind oh no <laughs> please no i don't think that came across quite right so moving on we have one more question from joanna uh if you could eat only one type of food for the rest of your life what would it be and this may kind of play into our apocalyptic would scenario the food give us bit.
0: any negative consequences or would it provide all of our nutrients for us or i don't know because um you'd have to eat something really special let's 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 go with this whatever the food is we will still have other ways to get all of the nutrients we need and even if it's something that normally we will not affect us we can just appreciate it and uh not have like any negative consequences
1: like under normal circumstances i might pick something like candy or something but I get really sick of eating candy if I eat too much and mm-hmm. it like kind of gets in your mouth. It's all pasty or it burns your tongue or whatever. Yeah. So I, I
0: don't know what my choice would be. What What's yours, Rex? I think that if we're choosing more of a, a broad thing, I'm going to go with pizza um, Ooh, because you can have different toppings on oh. pizza and so you could have like a different kind of pizza each day with slightly different toppings and varieties. You can even have like... Like if you're feeling more like a, a plant-based sort of thing, you could have like a, a veggie pizza or something like that. And mm-hmm. So there's a lot of variety you can have there.
1: I'll have a pizza minus the crust sauce and cheese, plus lettuce, tomato, and um, ranch dressing. Have myself a nice little salad there. Wonderful. Um, yeah. So basically in uh, the line with the pizza thing, so you can just substitute all the ingredients for something else, right? I mean, not
0: necessarily, but my mm. idea was just different toppings. I think that would keep things fresh enough. Okay. Well, um, I guess that's it, isn't it? Did you have any thoughts? Huh? Let me see. Would uh, you be going with candy or um, or do you just drink water for the rest of your days? No,
1: I I would probably. <laughs> ooh, I like popcorn. Popcorn. It popcorn. Would be popcorn. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Popcorn. You can never have enough, except when you can
0: well thank you so much for listening to episode 32 of cpr we are now up to um never mind i was gonna make a computer joke but i really don't want to have to think about it so uh thank you for listening if you guys have questions comments and concerns we've said multiple times throughout the episode where you can send those but please send them in because we love hearing from you guys and go ahead and check out our merch store we haven't uh brought up the merch store in a while but uh we, we love seeing you guys sending in pictures of you in the merch that you've bought and stuff like that. So thank you for all of the support. We really appreciate you guys. Mm-hmm. And we need to go because it is now Rex's bedtime. I need to work in the morning, which means I have uh, maybe three hours before I will actually fall asleep. But it's 10.04 and that means it's time to honk shoe. It's 10.04 in the hour. I mean, it is 10.04 in the afternoon. Okay. Noon was like 10 hours ago. Bye. <laughs> You're listening to CPR After Hours. My name is Rex. <laughs> I'm waiting. Um, I could fall
1: asleep to that soothing voice. Right
0: there. <laughs> Are you going to introduce yourself?
1: Nope. Because we're not
0: starting with that. That's how we're starting the podcast. Mm-mm. Yep, I'm, I'm asleep. <laughs> Josh, I refuse. No. <laughs> Alright, do it again. <laughs> <Let's see. laughs> that was so great, and you just messed it up. Yeah, I did. I wasn't ready. You're listening to CPR. My name's Rex, and my name's Josh. This uh, is... are we actually starting? With... Nope. <laughs> False start.
1: Third time's a charm. You're listening to... (laughs) Rex has to put his best foot forward there.
0: (laughs) That's three false starts.
1: (laughs) Fourth time's a charm?